0: Is everybody in?
1: Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Welcome to another episode of Concerts That Made Us, I'm your host Brian and before we get into this week's episode. The answer to last week's trivia question was of course, Lady Gaga. As well as being the only 21st century pop star to name herself after a Queen song, Radio Gaga of course, the former Stephanie Germanotta originally dyed her hair platinum blonde because people kept mistaking her for Amy Winehouse. Immediately after finishing filming A Star Is Born, in which her hair is a more natural mousy brown, she told Ellen DeGeneres she dyed her hair platinum again to let go of the character. I personally don't see it, but I don't know. Now this week's trivia question. Which classic rock band was the first to promote a new album on a billboard? Can't wait to see how many of you get this one right. And we also have a five star review. This one was left by Patrick on our website. My favourite resource for new music. This podcast has quickly become part of my daily routine. I love how it introduces me to bands I have never heard of before. I have binged all the episodes and can't wait for more. Brian is a master of his craft when it comes to finding and interviewing interesting guests. Keep the episodes coming, my man. Well, Patrick, thank you very much for that great review. And don't worry, the episodes are going to keep coming. Now, my guest this week... Oh, man, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. This falls into the category of one of them episodes where I introduce you to your next favourite band. I chat with Keenan from Acid Magus, a South African rock band that you are going to love. So... Without further ado, let's get on with the show. And you're very welcome to concerts that made us.
2: Thank you very much.
1: It's I'm delighted to have you. It's not very often you come across a band like you guys, and I remember hearing your song "Weird Sister" for the first time and it absolutely blew me away. We just now the listeners just heard it. Would you like to tell us a bit about it?
2: Yeah. So, well, thanks for for enjoying the music. Glad you liked the song. A Weird Sister specifically, well, that was the first single of our debut album. And uh, the song itself, weirdly enough, well, excuse the pun, was uh, an entirely different song at the inception of us playing it. It was one of the first songs we played as a band together. And when we finally decided to record an album, I changed it completely from the ground up. Nowhere near to the same song it was. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, as it goes, you know, with music, <laughs> the first iteration of a song always gets boring, even though it might still be great. You know, um so change it from the ground up, and also kind of set the tone for what the rest of the album would be, and also the the theme. So naming it "Weird Sister," the theme for the entire album deals with. Well, you can maybe see it as. Uh, a study of feminism, but from the male perspective, oh, wow. but f- with a really f- very metaphorically, you know, because people, I like the idea of having songs that, while can deal with serious issues, are also still fun. That than it was, and we had to cut it down because of, you know, people don't listen to long songs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> although we, <laughs> although we still have a whole bunch of long songs on there. Um. But yeah, it's actually a a song we open with live. It's just a really cool song to kick off with. And yeah, that's pretty much Weird Sister in a nutshell.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) I'd say it really is a a great song to to get the crowd going. You know, it's really, it has that heaviness. It has... It has everything yeah. you need, you know, it's clear to Thanks. see as well, your influences, you know, you can pick up on some Sabbath, some Led Zeppelin, maybe a touch of the Doors as well. What, uh, what are your other influences?
2: Well, the Doors is actually a great one. I'm glad you bring it up because it's something I don't often mention. I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of the Doors. Really? But uh, yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> Jim Morrison. The Lizard King is the man. Oh yeah, that's for um, sure. But further to that, obviously we have many influences. There's very little music I don't enjoy, and a lot that I'm fanatic about. Um, But Jimi Hendrix, for me personally, as a as a player, as a guitarist, um, and also the style of his music and the style of the music of the time, you know, taking the blues and making it, you know, pop commercially accessible, if you will. But the most important thing for me with Jimi Hendrix and why I'd like to use him as an as a example of inspiration is not just his guitar playing, but the style of the music involved a solid rhythm section. So the bass and the drums, just playing a really cool thick groove and it continues and continues and repeats and repeats. And it's like his guitar just weaves around it. Now, I like to achieve that <laughs> or try and achieve that with some of the songs, especially because at least in this current iteration, it's just one guitar. That's gonna change now, but we'll get to that later. Um that's why he's such a big influence for me. But then growing up, Led Zeppelin was a massive influence because my mother was a big fan. And um once again, from a songwriting perspective, I just love what Led Zeppel did. And apart from that, John Bonham's drumming just is the greatest. Once again, it's not incredibly complex, but it's loud. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and that's what I, <laughs> we kind of like. I like to do that when I write is you're not focus too much on complexity in the rhythm section, but it must, it must have, you know, oomph. It must be powerful. Mm. It must be. It needs kick. to grab the, people's attention. That's it. That's, a, that's the hook right there is the, the rhythm section. And then the guitars just. Like I say, weave around that, pop and weave. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's why those guys are, are influencers. Obviously, Black Sabbath, given the style of music we play, the, mm. the stoner rock, I wouldn't say we are entirely a stoner rock band. Obviously, there's a lot of that in our music. Um, but Black Sabbath are the godfathers of that style of music. So we, that's also a big influence. I mean, I can go all the way down to things like modern talking as an influence, you know, as, <laughs> as, as cheesy as that might be. Yeah, yeah. Just the music that has shaped us, or me at least.
0: Mm,
2: yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely, Jimi Hendrix is my number one. Also, just because he played the same thing differently every time. Yeah. The, the difference between him and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray, nothing against SRV. The man was insane. But... Jimmy just was always fresh. It wasn't just about technical proficiency, which I don't have. So that's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: why I idolize him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been yeah. some some experience to see him in concert.
2: Oh, I would give anything. Him and the Doors. Just to watch Jim Morrison yeah. straddle that microphone. You know, <laughs> appeal. <laughs> amazing.
1: Yeah. Although the thing with yeah. the Doors is you were never sure that you know you'd see a full concert he could just go off on one halfway through and it could
2: be night over you know he'll get dragged (laughs) off in cuffs (laughs) yeah exactly and that's that that to me is music that's great well that's the performing arts it's not just music Uh, yeah that's why it's so excellent yeah yeah exactly exactly we better
1: give a, a shout out to the rest of the guys in the band who who else is in the band yes so uh
2: our vocalist I, oh yeah, we'll get to the story of that. But our vocalist, Chris Van Rienen, um, We've got uh, Jared Wood on bass guitar and Rulo van on drums. Cool, yeah, cool, A bunch of Afrikaans names there. Two Afrikaans <laughs> guys, two English guys. <laughs> I see, I see. A good yeah. mix, a good mix. Exactly. Well, it's Pretoria. That's how it goes. Eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. So how did you guys all come together as a band? Were you friends for years? Did you grow up together? What, what happened?
2: Yeah, so Jared, the bassist, I've known for forever, for a very long time. Um, we've, we've been involved in some projects together, but nothing that you know, not necessarily took off. Mm. Um, Rulof, our drummer, I met quite a bit later on through other friends. And he, funny enough, just started drumming about a year or so before we started playing together. At the time, I was in another involved in another project that we were just planning to get, kick it off and start playing some shows. And then the hard lockdown happened and all the restrictions and it didn't happen. So I needed an artistic outlet here at home and started writing tracks. And because Rulof was around, that and... Drummer, there are no drummers. Like drummers are the most difficult thing to find when you start a movie. Really? especially in our town. It's there are a gazillion guitarists and wannabe singers, but never a drummer, especially one that's <laughs> worth their salt. You know. Yeah, I guess you. And um, Rulof, while still being slightly, yeah, still learning a bit, um, it wasn't bad. Could hold down a solid groove, and I thought, well, come come play with me. Let's play some of these songs. Let's jam it out a bit, you know, and it went well. It was good fun. And then started to write some more songs. And that's when I pulled Jared into the band, the bassist. And because we needed that, that rhythm section going. Um, and that's when things started to take off a bit, at least digitally, because we weren't playing shows because it was still hard lockdown. So this is throughout 2020. Yeah. Last year. And um, after Warren got in contact, from Mongrel Records and said he really likes the stuff. Are we planning an album? And obviously we weren't. So then we decided, yes, let's, let's work on an album. And then over November, December last year, 2020, we, I recorded Weird Sister, the debut album. Um, I rec- initially, the first three singles, I sang on them myself. I've never, I've never liked my voice, and even then, and what happened was I'd, I'd written everything and recorded it and I recorded my own voice on the album track. And I just, I just <laughs> it just wasn't sitting well with me at all. So I told the guys, look, we need to find a vocalist. We just have to.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's when Chris entered the picture. Now that was a, a weird thing. He's, he's also been in and out of the scene, yeah, the local scene for the longest time. And um, we were actually at a party where everyone at a studio, everyone just having a jam. (laughs) And he was there. He's actually a great musician. Uh, He's he's the only one of us that's a studied musician. You know, he plays piano and he plays guitar and he's probably better than any of us. And he's never sung in a band. He's always wanted to front a band.
0: Right, Right.
2: We saw him sing and I said, hey man, just let come jam these songs with us. Let's see how it goes. It wasn't the greatest first jam, I'll be honest. But we could see the vision. There was some vision there. There was some light. So we, we went for another one and another one. And then I basically got to record all the... We recorded all these vocals over like a weekend on the album. And, and the rest is kind of history. We've just literally just been playing those, rehearsing those songs over and over. And him as a new singer uh, initially is a bit rocky but once again there's the the potential was always there and i think now he's starting to break through you know really get into it um and yeah and everyone ruler from the drums he's drumming is impeccable at this point he's putting in the effort and it's actually been really interesting to kind of grow this band out of nothing a lot of people who hear us are, i didn't know you existed or where do you come from it's like <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> and that yeah. i think is kind of why like we just slunk onto the senior over time yeah yeah Uh, i
1: think it's kind of cool the way you're um you know as you mentioned the singer and the drummer are both kind of new to them roles it's cool that you're
2: growing together you know yes that's exactly it and we are we're getting i mean where we've what the amount of well what we've done in the last year in terms of how we play and how we play together how we sound together it's actually impressive. I'm very impressed with the guys. They came to the party, put in the time and effort because that's what it is. A lot of people think, oh, that's so great. You, you get to go on stage and play a song. There's so much work in the background, you know, <laughs> and you really got to dig it because it, it kind of gets to the point where it is a bit boring, you know, once you've played the same song a million times in rehearsal. But you need to do that so that it's tight and it's easy to do on stage and you enjoy it. Yeah, so, yeah yeah it is it's it's been an interesting ride to say the least but happy to be here yeah
1: Yeah, everyone (laughs) always thinks about being in a band and having the rock star life you know sex drugs rock and roll that sort of thing but nobody (laughs) really thinks about behind the scenes all the boring stuff all the hard work that goes into it you know i suppose we don't get
2: exposed to it no no not at all i mean that's why behind the scenes videos are actually really cool but I mean, there's constant daily on the, our WhatsApp group. There's, you know, the label speaking to us and us back. And then there's sometimes we rehearse twice in a week just to get on it. Like we actually all take having a holiday from the band this month. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because we put a lot of time and effort into a lot of things. I mean, then there's also the marketing aspect, the social media which is something that I pulled out entirely. Rulof's taken over that role, thankfully. I, I, can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with social media. And it's important. <laughs> and it's important to engage with people who are following you. Um, really, without them listening, we wouldn't. Well, we'd probably still be doing it. I mean, we do it for fun. But it helps to have people support your music, especially if you want to make more of it, make it better. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And then, of course, you have to keep the algorithms happy as well well that's the thing i mean yeah okay well once again i'm jumping the gun yeah There's <laughs> more to say. but that's true the algorithm <laughs> but um the music industry it's
1: interesting nowadays compared to years ago you know when we look at bands from years ago we'd idolize that whole thing mm. of playing a couple of clubs until you're discovered whereas nowadays nowadays it's very focused on getting your name across on social media and it's you know it's like every day you're fighting a battle to be listened to or to
2: get some sort of exposure exactly and the thing is music at the moment i mean it's both a good and a bad thing is that it's so easy to release music now anyone can do it given the digital age of music i mean for example as I record everything at home in my incredibly humble bedroom studio. You can barely call it a studio. <laughs> it's so rickety, but you can record digitally entirely in the box, mix in the box. You've got online mastering algorithms or you can pay for it. It's also cool. Mm. Um, but the problem is music is so saturated now. I mean, it's great, but it's also not, there's so much music. So how, how do you stand out? How do you be heard? Obviously, Writing good music uh, makes a big difference, you know, something that does stick out. Yeah. By the same token, you know, it's exactly what Warren was saying to us, because he also does our PR, is that at what's the point? You can release the greatest song of the last decade, but you're releasing it to no one unless you've got a public relations, you know, fiasco behind you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's true. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I mean, all our stuff we basically just put online, and that's how we got noticed. We didn't play. We hadn't even played a show really? by the time we released the album. No, <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of like it was almost like a fake it to make it. Look, we could play. We can play the songs. Yeah, I think i um, I'm glad we finally proven that by actually getting to play live. But at the time, it was kind of worrying me. <laughs> I was getting stressed out about it. I was like, it's, this thing is building up steam and we haven't even played a show. And I hope <laughs> we don't go out there and someone's like, well, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, great recording, man, but uh, no. So luckily that didn't happen. But that is the, the state of the scene right now. Relevancy. And that's why you've got to keep releasing. If you're not releasing, you, you kind of, falling below the waves there yeah yeah
1: it's hard though to keep releasing i've uh, mm. i've talked to a couple of guys who have been releasing singles every couple of weeks but there's yeah. only so much time you can do that for you know you're not going to have an endless stream of singles to put out every two or three weeks forever you know exactly
2: exactly and um, i mean the thing is the other problem once again it's, it's for me it's quality over quantity if you're releasing singles i could do that. But I know that the, the songs are going to lose their edge or their, the, the fact that I sit on a song for a while, like it's done, but then it's not actually done. A month later, I'll change things and I'll make it the better, the best version that it can be. If you're just pumping out singles all the time, you're not doing that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you can go from relevant to irrelevant quickly. Also, exactly. lots of singles irritate me. Like... Really? Unless you're Kanye West. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then it, then it kind of makes sense. Or, or, or Drake. I mm. think that guy, his last album, he had like 24 songs on there or something. And at least half of them or more were singles. Yeah. Released on a monthly basis. Once you, Like you said, the algorithm. Mm. Um, but that's just not the style of music we're in. So, especially when you, you, you're making long songs. It's kind of like the two. <laughs> so by no means comparing us to two. Because, wow. <laughs> uh, but you know albums long songs mm. experiences you can't experience something in two and a half minutes in my opinion no not at, all. <laughs> not at but all not to say hey there's some there's some super fun music that's two and a half minutes long mm. um, i'm not saying guys who do that there's some great music out there but the thing for me is how many times could i do that and still be relevant yeah. Having lots of time to spend on, on music, song, you know, and like a 10 minute song, because there's lots of things you can do there and keep a listener's interest if they're willing to engage. A listener that's not willing to engage in that's obviously just not going to listen to our music. And I understand that it's fine, it's yeah. not for everyone. Yeah, exactly. But the artistic experience is more important to me than the clout.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But as well, yeah. the other
1: side of it is if you were just, you know, pumping out singles like an assembly line how long is mm. it going to be before you lose interest and
2: you lose the spark you know exactly no it's it's entirely true because then now now it becomes work yeah exactly Currently, it's it's a for me, yeah i mean the behind the scenes work is work but it's fun but mm. writing and producing for me is it's catharsis it's uh it's my church you know mm. yeah, so, <laughs> yeah yeah Getting to sit down and like even this morning, I woke up and I've been working on new songs and that recording things, and it centers me. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's like therapy almost. Yeah, it it is exactly it's therapy because i I hate working for a living, so I have to do (laughs) a break away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I have a bit of an impossible question for you now. Um, How do you know when a song is complete?
2: Yeah, that is an impossible question <laughs> to answer. Because, and I'll tell you why. is because as far as I'm concerned, a song is never complete. Really? Uh, yeah, no, the, the other guys in the band constantly, are, you know, they're always telling me, okay, stop now. It's done. Move forward. Um, but I think, I mean, if I can talk about my process in terms of producing, when a song is complete, for me, it's, I usually end with leads and solos mm. um and once that last one's in there even if i might go back later that once that last one's in there i call it the day it's done the song's done set it aside i'll come back to it in a week's time to mix it and if i hear any issues there i'll fix it yeah um, but but truthfully. <laughs> I actually want to redo a bunch of my songs. Really? I hate listening to my own music. <laughs> I always go, wow, this is, I could have done this, and it should have been so much better. And it, so the, the actual answer is it's never complete. And that, yeah. that's part of the challenge. That's part of the, the fun of it. There's no end to music, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, Probably a pretty stupid answer. No, that was actually a very good answer. It's not I like complete. I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the other guys will disagree with me. Though. They'll they'll say when it's it's complete, it's complete. Yeah, you know. yeah. Now it's time to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Would yeah. you be the type of musician
1: then that you know, like the guys from years ago? The live version is very different from the studio version. You're always adding bits in on stage or whatever.
2: So currently, uh, well, initially we set out just to especially to get the guys up to speed and all on the same kind of level. We focused on keeping it largely the same, mm. but yes, a lot of it has changed <laughs> as we've gone along. We've also changed our tuning. So we at sister was recorded in, in standard tuning, just drop D and uh, we've now dropped everything a full step. Uh, nice. So it's a bit heavier than it was, mm. but yeah, a lot of the leads and that will kind of, Mess with we've doubled up some parts, cut some out, added things to. You know, it's nice to have, especially to end out a set. We usually take Red Dawn and that last, but we, we kind of stop and then go back into it again. You know, everyone thinks you, you're done now and they're clapping. <laughs> they're gonna yeah. go off stage, you know, and then it's just two hits on the toms and back into it. You know, things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now there is a bunch of improvisation and messing around, but the, the structures largely stay the same. Mm. Uh, it just makes it easier. Yeah. I can see that changing a lot in future, especially the older stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll mess with it as much as possible. Keep it fresh. I was just going to say, keep it fresh, keep it fresh. Yeah. That Jimi Hendrix style.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would say, you know, forming a band. I know you, you had no intentions really of forming a band. You were just messing around practicing, but forming a band during the pandemic would be very risky. It must've been an amazing feeling when Warren actually reached out to you.
2: It, it absolutely was. Cause it's like I said, it's not that we were expecting mm. and having a bunch of us been kind of skirting the scene for the longest time, but never really getting anywhere with it. And that's part, Due to probably not finding a direction, Mm. whereas with this band, I think we have. Um, but yes, it was a fantastic feeling because it kind of is that there's that bit of validation that goes a long way, especially when you're just releasing stuff digitally and you know you haven't played a show and not too many people have heard it yet. Yeah. And then Warren gets in contact with you and is like, I I love this. (laughs) Are you gonna do more? Is this what are you gonna do? Because I want to be involved. Um, and, it was, and also, that, that was part of the, the catalyst that got us going. You know, if, he, if he didn't, I actually wonder sometimes, we'd still be doing this, but would we have a debut album behind us? Would we have a soon-to-come music video behind us? I don't, probably not. You know, it's kind of the kick in the ass that we needed there.
1: Yeah, give you the little push um, to, to get your shit together, so to speak.
2: Exactly, exactly. And it, and it did. Like we. Everyone came to the party and we, we did this thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that counted a lot. And it was great. I've, like I said, we've been, all of us have been around this scene for a long time and haven't had any kind of, you know, we haven't been validated. And I think we're slowly kind of getting that going. Like I said, it's still a bit weird for us. Uh, we, yeah, these are, these are just fun songs that we play. The fact that other people like it is, is really, we we honoured yeah
0: yeah
1: it's a bonus it's fun for you guys to do but it's an added bonus that people are actually
2: engaging and love what you're doing indeed indeed it's fantastic it's really got us going we've got big plans going forward yeah yeah how do you juggle it all with your day-to-day life well um (laughs) it's at times it's been tough i could imagine What I do, so I work a a, a nine to five. Luckily I don't, I work a a weekday job, Mm. nine to five kind of job. I have a good job. I've got a slightly flexible hours as well. But um, for me, it's kind of routine to, on a Saturday morning, I wake up and I go to my studio and I work on the music. Mm. So that side of it is not a problem. Like it's, a privilege for me to go in there and be able to work on my music. I love doing it. Yeah. So that's the easier part. But the the rehearsal, timing rehearsal, and especially around four guys, it all work. Um, Jared has a child, and you know to fit it in, it gets a bit tough. Like one guy can't make a Tuesday, and then we push it to this day, that guy can't make that day. Then we end oh, up skipping the rehearsal and, you know, because you've got to have consistency when it comes to rehearsal. Because tightness is everything. I mean, you can make a mistake, yeah, and everyone does on stage. But if you're tight and you push through, doesn't matter. And rehearsing gets you that tight. So the rehearsal side can be tough. Like I said, we've only played two shows so far. So that hasn't been too difficult to fit in. I mean, we would, we would have moved the earth to play those shows anyway. Um, but, you know, next year we want to go down to the coast uh, or around South Africa and that could get tough to coordinate, you know, a week or to 10 days of tour time between the four of us, but we'll, we'll make it work. We've all got, we're lucky we have supportive families. My wife supports my music. Um, all of the other guys, uh, partners and families support the music. So that makes it easier. If you're up against your 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 significant others in this process you're not going to you're going to yeah. struggle <laughs> yeah i think you're fighting a
1: losing battle in that scenario
2: yeah i know no, you, are.
1: you are yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about your your gigs for a minute your two gigs what were they sure. like it must have been fairly nerve-wracking when you knew that the first gig was coming up
2: yeah so the first show um friends of ours another pretoria band called Caution Boy was having an album launch at a, a local venue called Railways Cafe, which is a really—I mean, we we kind of um, starved for good venues, especially in Pretoria, really? the country in general, but yeah, in Pretoria the most. I mean, if if there are two or three good rock venues to play, that's that's pushing it. Jeez. So Railways is one. Yeah, it's it's, it's a sad state, state of affairs, but uh, that, that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Railways. It's a really cool place to play. They got good sound. So we just said, yes, we're in. At the time, you know, we were a bit behind on some rehearsals. So we put in extra, we pushed it as far as mm-hmm. rehearsals concerned. We got in the practice. Um, when we went on, yes. that. But the, nerve, the nerves come, at least for me, not so much in terms of, I don't know if I can remember the stuff or I'm going to make mistakes, etc. Mm. Uh, for me, it was more a matter of, are people actually going to like this? I mean, we've, we've put so much time into this and there's all this fanfare around this band that hasn't even played yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want people to go, well, okay, that's a flash in the pan. Let's never do this again. <laughs> so, which is stupid, uh, but it's also necessary. It keeps mm. you honest. So, um, yes, we were super shaky. Okay, and we kicked off with Weird Sister, and there was it was a, a mistake right out of the gates. Oh, really? But <laughs> but it didn't shake us, which is good. Mm. And by the second song, we were we were already in it. We just had we had a blast. It was great fun. We had a, a, a reasonable crowd and everyone had a good time. So that, that kind of gave us once again some more validation there. <laughs> we can yeah. do this. Yeah. And so then we were like, okay, great. We, we book, we're trying to book more shows, and then, and then this other show, the second show came up, which is at a, a venue in Johannesburg, in Randburg, in a in a warehouse, oh. very cool venue, really cool lighting, like an incredible venue. Super super stoked to play this venue. And at the time, my amp was in for repairs. Right. As well as a few pedals. <laughs> yeah, I know. If it's gonna go wrong, it's all gonna go wrong at the same yeah, time. Exactly. And the, the big bummer there is at Sonaj, we actually uh we've got these kind of man dresses that we were made for us for a video that we shot. Right. And we decided to wear them at this venue because it's got this cool lighting and it's you know this whole performance factor. Yeah. And yeah. so we, we really came out to bring it, you know? Mm. And I was using the One of the other band's amps, a guy called Tim from uh, Mad God, who were playing after us, and he's got this old Vox AC30, which is a a great amp. That's why I was was super stoked to play on it. And for me, all my sound is on my board. So I just need a, a good, clean channel, and I'm good to go. And I think there must have been a faulty pot on the amp because my sound kept cutting out entirely as I oh, was playing. Man. So the entire set, we had this issue to deal with. I think we, we, we handled it like champions. The guys, we didn't stop. We didn't, a lot of people say they not even realize it, but it, it just took all the wind out of my sails. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I like to go crazy on stage and also get involved in some of the banter between songs and that. Mm. And I just kind of, it wasn't sulking, sulking would be a bit extreme, but, you know, I was not having the greatest time. I wouldn't would anyway. kind of ruin
1: the evening for you, you
2: know? Yeah, that's, it's, it's not a good time. But
0: mm.
2: everyone else is like, look, and, and they tr- it's true, the smallest thing on stage feels like the end of the world, but no one even realizes it yeah. from the crowd. So I'm just happy everyone actually enjoyed it, and hey, it will we'll, we'll be better next time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah so we've yet to have a flawless show and i can't <laughs> wait for the next one because that, that has to be flawless that has to be great <laughs> speaking of which is there any shows coming up so we have nothing booked yet but uh we are planning is a a, a a place in pretoria called jar bar where we might have a show in jan or feb Oh. and then the rest we'll take from there I mean everyone's kind of kicked back now it's the festive season
0: mm. uh,
2: a lot of our bands in other bands will also get going so we'll hopefully jump on some of their bills too yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll play shows as I said before um, venues in our country especially in Gauteng so jo- Pretoria Joburg even worse in Pretoria is the venue issue for our mm. style of music I mean, either you gotta be an Afrikaans pop guy or someone is into house. And nothing against those people, but yeah we are a marginalized genre. <laughs> so yeah. We take what we can get. There's a show, we play it. You know. Yeah.
1: That's kinda of sad though. You know, I, I can see it around it seems like anywhere outside of America, rock music in mm. general. Is becoming marginalized it's all about pop and dance nowadays you know
2: yeah and
1: yeah. i'd be of the opinion of if we didn't have rock years ago when it was hugely successful and popular we wouldn't have mm. very
2: much nowadays you know exactly no you wouldn't and uh, look i think I, th- I think things are swinging you know they, they move up and down i think rock i don't think it's irrelevant now but um it's no matter of the youth need to get involved. You know, that's why when I see like someone in their early 20s at a show, I actually you know, go up and say, hey, thank you for coming. Like, you dig the music. You, like, engage the guys. Get them involved. Yeah. Because that's the thing. That everyone that listens to our style of music is 30 up, largely 35 and up, um, which isn't a problem, but the music dies out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well hopefully
2: not. Hopefully not. I'll come wrong, but uh <laughs> but it's a labor of love, it has to be because you know, there's no money in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yet <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, that's the important yeah. part. Yet, but yeah. um yeah, it's uh that's why I'm so grateful for bands like you guys that come around and you know keep the genre alive nowadays. No, thanks for that. I appreciate that.
2: And um indeed we, we do especially locally, we've got some great bands in the genre, everything from, you know, like a uh, psychedelic rock, to uh, stoner rock, to do metal, that whole, there's a lot of psych rock kind of guys in our town, and that play, they, they're good. This is international quality stuff. It's not, it shouldn't be, um, you know, shelved as it is. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's also nice. We've got to try and build this damn scene, especially, uh, you know, um, get the bands together, have more shows, you know, put it in people's faces.
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
2: The only thing is it's, it's a risk because how many people are going to come out? You know, are we going to be able to at least break even on getting the sound right in the venue and all of this? And that's why not a lot of people are taking those risks. It does happen, just not enough You know, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's yeah. a support thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People don't come out and support anymore. And it's yeah. I suppose no, no. with the the times
1: we're in, people are very, you know, almost scared of going out in large crowds and going to
2: concerts and stuff like that. There's that too. Yeah, it's been a weird time for music.
0: Mm, but
2: the, the fans are there though. We just yeah. still find them and bring them in. They're there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it like yeah. that then all over South Africa? You know that it's there's not really much places for rock.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the hotspots are probably, yes, so Pretoria, Joburg, and Cape Town. Is there a little bit of a scene in Durban as well? Is that the coast? The Durban and Cape Town are at the coast. Outside of that, not really. Not, not in the, you know, like the kind of stuff that we're doing. You get a lot of your, what I call like cookie cutter rock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, which which is great, but you know, not this kind of genre bending, os pushing the the envelope. Mm.
1: Exciting, <laughs> you know, really, Sorry to yeah,
2: start. exciting, yeah, and a bit of heaviness. Heaviness is also good. You've either got extreme metal, or uh, generic rock. You know, not, nothing really in between. But I think if we bring it to the people, a lot because a lot of the people on the metal side, a lot of people on the you know, soft rock side can find things to like inside like the music we make and similar acts uh in our scene that do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just need to bring it to them. So I think we got a we've got a bit of a a responsibility, uh, us and other guys in the scene. And we've been talking about it with the other guys is to get this thing going. Especially now that it opens up again after all the restrictions and lockdowns. Let's build it from the ground up let's you know get festivals going and get gigs going and invite the bands yeah if you've played a million shows or no shows at all come and play your music and let's get the people out and you know have a good time yeah but we'll see we'll see (laughs) geez i
1: can see in years to come there'll be a, a documentary made about how you started the the scene in South Africa.
2: <laughs> only yeah. It's like the Seattle scene and the Bay Area scene in the States. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh probably not. <laughs> 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 we gotta be optimists, but it's yeah, it's unlikely. Uh, you don't understand the the vibe just the uh, but yeah let me not let me not downplay everyone. It's great out here it Yeah. Is. Yeah.
1: So um you mentioned a music video. What can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so we we shot a, a music video. I don't know if I can even say which which song we did. We All haven't right. revealed that yet, but, <laughs> because I nearly said. But um, uh, we, I think it's well, it's been done since the end of November. But we actually wanted to release it around the time that we, uh, well, the album came out. But once again, uh, we had people involved who were COVID exposure and they were locked down, all kinds of nonsense. So we had to push back the video date, the shoot, push it back, push it back. Um, and we finally got around to doing it in October. Um, a really cool, just performance video, if you want to call it that. Yeah. That we shot in my, so my in-laws have a, they live here in Watercliff Ridge, Pretoria. And underneath their house, there's this old abandoned um, shooting range oh. so like, a, like a long concrete room essentially yeah. it looks like a dungeon kind of thing <laughs> right. Yeah, it's actually really cool so we got um, of sisters or Tiger and Lily Productions uh, they, they do this kind of thing and yeah we conceptualized the cool thing, really cool lighting and shot this video and we're really happy with it Warren's also really happy with it but he's told us to wait once again pr (laughs) yeah you know you got to get it in front of the the blogs and the magazines and the websites and whatnot so that'll be dropping in jan something to look out for because we think it's we it was pulled off quite nicely i think everyone will be pleasantly surprised
1: yeah i think i might (laughs) have seen uh one or two photos from on your instagram page it looks unreal You know the colors, the the outfits, yes. everything—the whole vibe about it—just it, it looks deadly now.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's where the outfits come from that we wore Sonya's. It's these, well, we call them man dresses. They're dresses. <laughs> I mean, a dress is a dress. <laughs> so I think yeah. he's just trying to save some face there when he says that. But, um, and once again, embracing the the femininity that is the theme of behind the album. Um, and yeah, a friend of ours did those for us. And the lighting on the video is incredible. I, I just wish I could talk more about it, <laughs> <laughs> the details in that. Um, yeah. But it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. If anyone, go subscribe to us on YouTube. It will be out sometime in January. We'll, we'll probably announce it soon enough. Um, go and watch it. It's a, it's a good jam. We're very, very proud of it. <laughs> I have to say you've done a great job there now of tiptoeing around it without giving too much away. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 difficult. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's not like we, you know, this huge band. <laughs> <laughs> why can't I just talk about it? Well, <laughs> we're gonna like three people are gonna know or whatever. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but hey, that's that's part of the, the game, eh? Gotta play yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So we'll um we'll move on to the last couple of questions i am um, i'm afraid nobody gets off the podcast without answering these ones so awesome. we'll uh, <laughs> okay. we'll give it a go and see how you get on sure. yeah i'll give it a go if you could see any performer or band from history for one night only in concert who would it be uh it's so easy i
2: already said it Jimi hendrix i was waiting all for the it. way <laughs> every single time and look they there are a bunch that I'd actually like. It's, a, it's actually a difficult one to answer because there are so many mm. that, that I hold you know, in equally high esteem. But I must say, Jimi Hendrix, just is, throughout my life, he's been that guiding light, if you will. Mm. I mean, there's a, I can't, can't remember the name of the movie, but um, I think it was one of those art films with lots of nudity. We had stuff, but <laughs> The cool thing about it was the one guy, uh, they were talking about God. And the one guy said, and it's, I think it was based in the 60s or something, This story. And the one guy said, uh, if I did believe in God, he'd be a left-handed black guitarist. And <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix all the way. <laughs> I'll make it slightly
1: harder for you. So if, there was, if you could only play one song, what one would
2: you like to hear? If he could only play one song, mm. that that is a tough one. <laughs> um, probably Red House. Right, right. Or, oh, hey, actually, Hey Joe. I'd oh. like to hear Hey Joe live. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hey Joe, without a doubt. Yeah, actually, not Red House, Hey Joe, and both of which I don't think are even songs, but. <laughs> <laughs> He did them great. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. The next question, so I I feel like the listeners might be able to guess the answer already, but if you could spend 24 hours locked in a room with any performer from
2: history, who would it be? (laughs) You know what? Um, Look, Jimi Hendrix, purely for the guitar playing and all the rest, but I think in terms of character... uh, Maybe someone like Ozzy. Really? <laughs> just yeah, just, just for the the, the, the Joel, you know. I mean, especially mm. if there were a couple of beers involved and whatever <laughs> else. <laughs> I think it could be some good fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd definitely be entertaining, but I'd yeah. say you'd nearly need to go to rehab after those twenty four hours. I oh, know without a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to drink all the vitamin B supplements and stuff for yeah. all the time but yeah. um look Jimi Hendrix to be able to sit with a guitar and play with him for sure oh man that would be priceless but then like maybe Jim Morrison and Ozzy Osbourne same time <laughs> no, that, that's it. seriously dangerous <laughs> yeah 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 you yeah, can just imagine that don't you? A Jeez. <laughs> yeah yeah that it
1: <laughs> I wouldn't mind experiencing that myself. I don't know how I'd uh, how many hours I'd last, but it'd definitely be fun.
2: Yeah, look, I don't see myself as a lightweight, but those guys, yeah, it'd it be a long night. Mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the the next one, if there was a song that could appear on the
2: soundtrack to your life, what would it be? Um. Yes, I must say. In terms of, uh, because I like deep, dark kind of stuff from that Uh, era-ish, a couple songs. One would be Child in Time, Deep Purple. Okay. Um, I'd love that song. Uh, Anything but Pink Floyd. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, uh, But yeah, I would say, and also, led zeppelin's version of babe i'm gonna leave you is also one of my one of those field tracks that i've always listened to between that and child in time that would actually be my soundtrack to my life don't know why just maybe just because those songs that that resonate with me i've always loved them yeah to speak to you yeah exactly it's that deepness Hmm. oh great great
1: choices there i like how you uh even though I sprung it on you, you had no warning it was coming. You were able to answer quite quickly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I live with music. I love Mm. music. And I mean, talking about the doors once again, when I, I've got the soft parade on vinyl and when I find myself, which doesn't happen often, but if I find myself uh, like a creative crossroads or, um, you know, almost like a writer's block. Yeah. Or not happy with something, I want to fix and I don't know how. Like, I'll sit back, have a beer, listen to The Soft Parade, and everything's back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> just because artistically, that is just such an incredible album. Like, the band almost broke up over that. But it was this massive critical success. Jim Morrison was doing crazy stuff. But it was just, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's art.
1: It's art. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. funny you should mention the, the doors on vinyl. I actually got LA Woman on vinyl for Christmas as a present.
2: Oh no, nice. I got that one too. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's great. now I've oh, uh great stuff. I've wore out many C D versions of it during the years, but uh mm. I was delighted to get it on vinyl. Yeah.
2: No, no, it's a it's a goodie. I like you gotta spin the doors. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you gotta definitely. you gotta listen to it on vinyl
1: yeah yeah it, the game. <laughs> it almost feels when you're opening the packets it feels like you're back in the 60s and you're listening yeah. to it when it's just been released exactly and i feel
2: that way even though i wasn't even born then <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah so um what does 2022 hold
2: for you guys well as i said we're going to be keeping busy so we definitely want to play some more shows and we want to get down to the coast. So we'd like to set up a bit of a you know, Cape Town tour, Durban tour, just short stints. We've yet to go down there and play for the guys there. We've got a lot of guys calling on us. we come down here and play some shows. So, we, so our whole idea is made kind of to get South Africa under our belts, you know, in terms of touring next year. On top of that, uh, we've got the video coming out in January. Um, another thing we haven't announced yet, but I'm going to be, we've, I've re-recorded one of the songs from weird sister that we're going to release as a single. So yeah, we go again. Now it's the singles and relevancy. (laughs) Mm. Um, so there's basically two songs of that album that I've redone and we're going to release the two of them in the first six months of next year. And then I'm busy almost. Well, we we're hoping to have the album, the new album done by Jan Feb. I'm about 80% of the way in without vocals done. Uh, and we'd like for that to be out by, you know, mid, you know, late, mid late next year. Yeah. And that this time we aim to have that release on vinyl. Oh Whereas man. We couldn't do that with weird sister. We are going to do, we get asked this all the time. <laughs> We are going to do. Uh, we, we will have Weird Sister come out on vinyl at some point, but for now we're focusing on the the new album. Yeah, uh, we'll get everything behind that. So we'll release on vinyl, uh, all the things, and then I think after that we'll work on a, a Weird Sister vinyl. Maybe even use if if it goes well, album two, use mm-hmm. those profits from the vinyl sales to basically order vinyl for Weird Sister and have those out there too. Because we'd also like to have it. <laughs> yeah. We want Weird Sister on vinyl. We, from the beginning, we wanted to just, we just couldn't get it done, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, album two off the bat.
1: <laughs> well, I know I'll definitely be ordering them on vinyl anyway. I can't wait for uh, no, thank you. album number two to see where you guys go. Is it going to be the same, similar team, or it's going to be something completely
2: new? So what I can say, though, is um, we've decided to bring Chris in on second guitar, so get him in playing guitar, mm. so not just singing. I mean, he is the one who can <laughs> – he's probably the better musician out of all of us. So um big difference on this one is going to be uh, – well, we obviously it's drop-tuned as well. So we've gone down a full step from standard to um, – we're now in drop-C. Um, Another thing is, so there are two guitars, that kind of flare is still there, but there's a bit, there's some more heaviness going on, Right. not necessarily super heavy, but it, it gets a bit weird. <laughs> uh, it, it's definitely weirder than Weird Sister was, you know, Right. I'm actually really looking forward to putting it out because I'd like to see if anyone's still going to give a damn about this band after that. But for me, personally, I think it's progression Mm. in big time. Like, we're going in a whole new direction. It still has that acid-mega sound, but we're doing bigger, longer, weird, interesting things. There's lots of solos and... Uh (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but also but also lots of hooks and catchy parts so it's that uh, whole when we talk about experimental in terms of our band and uh, we still had a, a review last year and um, was, uh this guy was saying that you know it's not really experimental music and he's not wrong but where uh, jj kashan from the the obelisk he got it right when he said it's experimental, not in terms of, you know, they're hanging off the roof, playing their guitars through tin cans or something. For us, at least, it's exper- the experimental side comes from marrying the psychedelic rock with the stoner doom metal, you know, kind of thing. I I'm, I'm still don't know if it works, but uh, <laughs> we continue to do it because I love both of those sides of the music so much so we will always have that mix but one thing I'm definitely doing away with on the new stuff is the chugger chugger those those psychedelic chugging really parts. Yeah. I, like only not because I don't like it. Um just because I think we've used it a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, <I wish. laughs> you know I'm trying to you know go in a new direction. We'll yeah. see how it goes down. Hopefully it's good. Yeah but there's a lot of a lot of similarities though so I'm sure if you like Weird Sister, you should like this album. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for it anyway. And no,
1: um, finally, <laughs> the, the last one. Is the Night is going to play
2: us out. So could you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, so She's the Night is actually almost an afterthought. <laughs> when, <laughs> when We're trying to close out the album, well, when I was finished writing it, and I came up with that lick in the song, the, that verse lick. A hmm. like really cool delayed guitar sound. Um, and it's kind of a song that we were all happy with it, but it wasn't like a wow until Chris did the vocal and the band heard it back and we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Especially that big harmony at the end there, that closing out chorus. A lot of people really enjoy that um, hmm. that, that vocal line. You know, it hard layers up and plays out. Very melodic. Yeah. Um, lyrically, very, very metaphorical. Um, <laughs> once again, feminist focused, uh, but kind of one of those things you can interpret how you like. It does have to do with prostitution. I mean, she is the knight.
0: Yeah. But,
2: yeah. Uh, you know, at the <laughs> end of the day, it's basically. You know, women suffering at the hand of the patriarchy. So if you enjoy the handmaid's tale, you'll enjoy it with its sister. <laughs> 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 yeah. But at yeah. a risk. There's a lot yeah. of people who probably disagree with us, but but like I said, you don't have to see it that way. You can also just enjoy it as for what it is.
0: hello there. I'm about to make a prediction and that prediction is
1: you like podcasts if that's true then make your way over to the cognitive discourse where we have monologues short stories and open discussions and every now and then I get a little ranty if this sounds like something you're interested in then go check us out we're streaming on all major platforms and hell we're even on YouTube new episodes out every Friday I hope to see you there Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps the show grow. And don't forget you can now rate us on Spotify. Find us and follow us on all social medias. Just search for Concerts That Made Us Podcast. We're on YouTube and TikTok, so don't forget to follow us there. Check out our website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concerts that made us and don't forget to get those five star reviews in yours will be read out on the show so until next time keep rocking hey hey what are you guys still doing here the show is over it's over you can go home
0: go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.